Hey, what's up? Welcome to Mixed America. Joining me is my friend, Crystal Benton. Crystal, thanks for being here. Thanks. I'm really happy to be here. I'm excited to have some conversations that we've had as friends yeah. off camera, obviously, but to kind of share them with the rest of the world or anybody right. that wants to listen. Um, yeah. So let's let's jump right in, okay. I suppose. We don't have to waste a lot of time because we'll probably do plenty of that as this goes on. Probably. So let's start on track at least. And then when we get off track, it won't be as bad. Okay. Um, so right. let's start with talking about your daughter. This okay. This podcast is about race. Um, conversations had about race. Your daughter is mixed like me. Yep. Uh, that's kind of your, I guess, most obvious tie to diversity. Obviously, yeah, you have a lot sure. of friends and family and people you care about. Um, and it's. I know this is important to you, the yeah. subject of diversity and, and race and racial conversations. But let's start with there. Okay. Talk about your daughter sure. being mixed in an all-white family. Yeah, that's. Um, it's definitely something that I never thought about um, at all, really, until... Um, she started getting a little bit older and Kalia has amazingly crazy curly hair and it's got different textures in different places. And so, um, like some spots are way more curlier and some aren't, they're more like my hair. And so it's just, we've always just kind of laughed about that. Um, but this past year with all of the George Floyd stuff that was going on when he, when he was murdered and our families, I can't say murdered. Can I say murdered? You can say murdered. I feel like he was murdered. It's a murder okay. trial right now. That there you go. So he's so. murdered. Okay. So like when he was murdered, our city fell apart. Yeah. Um, but one of the coolest things was our city came back together. Yeah. And I really think that that was incredible um, just to even watch and experience and be a part of. So um, we were down in Minneapolis, like helping to clean up, just kind of doing anything that we could as best as possible and uh, and really do like just kind of clean up. Yeah. A lot of stuff was everywhere. And so um, we're kind of talking about what happened. We're talking about, um, and I have my children, I have four children. So Joel and I have Kalia who's 10 and then we have Adelaide who's five. Emery, who's three, and then Alden, who's one. So there's like a men, like a lot of them. <laughs> yes. But we all, so we were all there, all of us working together. My kids, us. It was it was really cool. My parents were there, and and really it was it wasn't cool in the sense of like, this is a cool thing we're doing, but it was yeah. more like, this is cool that like we've come together as a city. And honestly, like there were so many people out there, yeah. like you had to like really look for stuff to do because yeah. everybody was out taking care of people. Um, and it was just, it was really cool for me to see. No, and, it was a cool moment. I feel like obviously the situation was a bad situation. Yeah, it was, it was rough, devastating. I remember being there that first weekend too. And there being so many people and mm -hmm. churches from in the city, from outside of the cities, from um, people in that community working, you know, yeah. people that weren't affiliated with any churches at all, but like this is their community. So yeah. they're going to help rebuild and help people out and people passing out food and yeah. cleaning and rebuilding. It was, it, it was a cool, obviously in a terrible situation, but it was a cool moment to see the city come together. Like, Well, that. for sure. I, um, I've never lived so much history. Yeah. Obviously until recently. Um, and, so to kind of be like experiencing it from, I guess, the inside of the story, not necessarily super close, but um, anyway, as we were cleaning up, um, Kalia uh, looked at me and asked 
if my skin were darker, could this happen to me? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? First of all. It's <laughs> a heavy question. I was like, Dang. Uh, wow, that's not even, I mean, it's never really been something that I thought of. And um, I wish I would have, but um, like, I don't, I mean, I'm grateful that I've navigated this a little bit through the help of lots of friends and conversations. Um, but that question just kind of stood with me in the sense that we haven't done a ton to embrace that side of her or her blackness that she has within her. Um, I mean, we've just, it's always just been who Kalia is. She gets the most beautiful tan in the summer, gorgeous, holy buckets. Um, and in the winter, in the winter, she looks closer to us, like more of an olive, beautiful skin tone. But, um, so it never, it was just, I don't know. Um, and so when she asked that question and it kind of opened this whole door of like really big conversations yeah. about what, like what race is even and what it, what it means and, and what it means to us but also like what it means to the world and how the world connects to it. It was a lot. She's a very inquisitive kid, especially at nine, you know, having that kind of a question in the middle of a parking lot, cleaning up trash. I didn't have those kind of thoughts and conversations at nine years old, but I also didn't go through something like that at nine years old. So to see that and, and, and witness again, not for saying she wasn't there for, for the actual killing, but like she experienced the city on fire. Yeah. Um, and just conversations I've had with even like some of these Maranatha students who I'm going to try to have on later. Cool. Like what they saw and experienced growing up at that age mm-hmm. is just, it's very different than the, it's honestly very different than the world you and I grew up in. Yeah. We didn't see that kind of stuff. Oh, absolutely. Uh, firsthand growing up. Yeah. It's, it's been very interesting to see. And like. I'm grateful that she's like just it's so inquisitive because we do get to have those conversations because at nine I probably would not have ever thought about that so what are the what do those conversations look like like how do you is that was that intimidating for you to have because if if you haven't had these conversations a lot of the conversations I've had even when I had Jocelyn on was like if you haven't had to have those conversations you don't know how to have those conversations right which I think is part of what was the problem that maybe led to the racial tensions we saw kind of in 2020? Was yeah, absolutely. That uh, if you didn't have to have those conversations, you weren't comfortable having those conversations. Yeah. So you didn't have those conversations. So then when it became time to like, hey, white people say something, do something, you're yeah. like, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. I don't want to make things worse. Oh, um, that's definitely the biggest thought is like, okay, how do I navigate these conversations? Because you're you're stepping into... Um, identity and you're stepping into developing and growing a human being that's going to have to survive (laughs) in the world. Um, But not only that, but is going through something epic. And so it really meant a lot for her that we were down there and we were marching with everybody and, and shouting. And that was kind of really, I don't know, connecting for her. She was like, we have to do this. Um, And it was, it was very unique marching with my four children, but um, it was it was a very cool experience. I'm grateful that my girls all or that all of my children got to experience that. But um, and that kind of opened the door for the conversations. But there were plenty of times where um, she 
like she would ask something and I'm, I didn't fully understand it. Like yeah. I was like, um, let me head to the school of YouTube. We'll start <laughs> there. <laughs> um, and really having conversations with friends of mine. Yeah. Um, and so learning that and whatever. And, um, and then we have like this beautiful little neighbor girl across the street and they were out playing one day and, um, she had just gotten beautiful braids, like gorgeous braids. And, um, Kalia was like, oh, I totally want to do that. Um, and the little girl was like, no, you're not black enough. And like that kind of, okay, so you've, you've walked into this world and in this epic trauma situation, all of these people are banded together. They're, they're whatever. And then you begin to kind of embrace that. And then you hear that and you're like, wait, hold on. I am not black enough. And that, um, definitely kind of brought everything to a bigger head and we started you know doing research on mixed hair because she has so many different textures because that's but that's a very real i've had these conversations with people before like hair really is like a big deal when it comes to race because and not even just race i'm sure white people deal with this too i don't know but but being mixed yeah the texture of your hair is it that black is it black enough um and that's a real i guess conversation and then i think of you know, most in general, if they're not adopted or, or yeah. biracial, like a mom would know how to do her daughter's hair. Right. Was that an intimidating process for you or was that something different for you learning? Like, no, that's a legitimate thing. Her yeah. hair is, is very different than mine. Right. What do we do with it? Yeah, it was definitely a very big learning experience. And even kind of like <laughs> standing and just staring at all of the products and I'm like, Where's the one that says this is perfect for mixed hair? <laughs> yeah, <good luck> with <laughs> like, I'm like, ah, um, because there are different textures, and yeah. I never had to think about that. My hair was just always what it was, yeah. um, and so, and I don't feel like necessarily in like white culture. I won't speak for everyone, but I don't feel like hair is necessarily as big of a deal for identity. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, like we all want to look great and have great hair. Um, but I don't think that that's necessarily like tied with their identity and maybe I'm wrong. Um, but so for, for Kalia, it took a lot of work and asking awkward questions of like, I don't actually know what I'm doing, Yeah, you know, and asking like how to untangle the really textured parts and like, how do we navigate, you know, all of it. And, um, and even just like, how do I protect her hair and how do I... Um, and so through that process, we actually realized that we were ridiculously dehydrating her hair, <laughs> which, yeah. oh my word, like when I've heard people say like, oh, I can't come, I've got to wash my hair. <laughs> I always just kind of chuckled because I hate washing my hair and I do it very seldomly. <laughs> That's the hat. <laughs> um, but they like, it's, it's a process yeah. and I never ever even had to do that process like nine years in and um and we were kind of like noticing like some parts were like they looked really dry and frizzy and crazy and then um other parts had like perfect cute little shirley temple curls and um and so like as we started doing this as we started asking questions and and figuring out what products 
work for her hair because generally like even even if it is a product that's probably geared towards mixed people um it, it may not be the right one yeah and i feel like i don't ever really have to like listen to my hair <laughs> or whatever but like really kind of observe and be aware of like what that product how it affects her hair um and anything like that and i never never thought about it yeah. And as we started doing this, we noticed like a lot of her curls coming back and her hair just looked so much better and she felt better about it. And then it came back to the braids. Yeah. And um, she really wanted them. She thought they looked super cool. And I can generally braid. Like yeah. I can do a good French braid. Um, but like after that, I was like, okay, are they just smaller braids? Like what do I, how yeah. do I what am I doing? Um, so that was a lot of YouTube and just <laughs> even like researching how they hold their fingers because this incredible process yeah. that I've never thought about yeah. and the time that it takes to do these incredible braids. Like I've never appreciated that. Yeah. Um, and, but it is, it's, a, it's so beautiful and it's so unique. And so for her, it was a unique experience. Yeah. You know, and I remember the first night we did braid her hair and and we braided her whole head and um there were so many parts that were like loose and like i didn't get the stuff on my fingers to do what it was just awful it was i mean she looked adorable but as i knew what i was doing i was like oh looking back i'm like wow okay that was the start yeah um and so it, it has been it's been a lot of um just trial and error but trial and error with the people that actually know things like I could trial and error all day, but if I'm using only this specific clarifying shampoo on her hair, I'm destroying it. Yeah. Um, and then, but then I'm like, well, I don't know what that means. So talking to people and being comfortable saying, I don't know, is there any way that you would, you know, you can help me. You got an idea. Um, I really don't know. And I think that with racial conversations, that's the part that like, I don't know. I just watch people like kind of cringe at like in the, in the people that have said things like I should have known, or I should have noticed this. And, and I definitely agree. Um, and I went through a lot of that and, um, and, and just different conversations with Joel about how do we like develop this beautiful human and and guide her as she searches for identity as she finds her identity and what what sticks for her and then but yet without isolating her from yeah. her other siblings yeah um you know because we're i mean we're one incredibly loud and very connected family yes. um for the most part and so um it's like it's kind of like that concept of like okay how do we how do we pull this into how do we pull her like into this without making her feel awkward? Yeah. I mean, I don't have to spend a lot of time on washing and detangling Adelaide and Emery's hair. Um, and so like that kind of a thing. But luckily that's actually been a really um, great time for us, like spending that time and talking through a lot of these things and having these conversations about identity and and i remember one time she just asked like is it just easier to just kind of ignore that and i was like well ignore what and she's like well that part like i mean i look mostly white 
and um, and I've heard people say that I'm only black in the summer and that kind of thing. And she, so she was just kind of talking through it. But yeah. like, is it better that if I just ignored it? Um, and that probably was the most devastating for me to hear. Yeah. Because I just, I want people to be able to be so authentic and to take away a part of her that, you know, she's at least a quarter Congolese and to take away that and just ignore it and bury it so that it's easier or whatever was just absolutely not. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely been navigating. It's a lot of asking questions like, I don't know. I'm sorry. And, and, and two, like when you say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, and somebody like brings it up to you and they're like, hey, you know, um, that was kind of awful. Don't do that again. Um, and whatever, instead of like getting super offended and like, because it's embarrassing to be told you said something stupid. Yeah. You're like, I'm a grown up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't correct me. Um, but but we need to be corrected. And, and I feel like if more people were like that, even in regular conversations when somebody starts getting disrespectful, like, hey, I don't appreciate that. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there are those kinds of conversations. You got to call, call people out or allowed to be called out if you're going to learn and grow or if people are going to learn and grow about right. stuff. Like there are people who they would say something offensive. They had no idea that this was offensive. They shouldn't have said that. Right. If they haven't had, let me talk about it. If you haven't had conversations with other, with black people before, yeah. how do you know if, if that was offensive or not? If, I mean, one, you can expand your circle and actually talk to people that don't look right. like you. But the first time you do that. It might be awkward, but you have to be willing to learn and grow. And I have to be willing to point that stuff out to you to help you learn and grow. Oh, absolutely. Otherwise, none of us are getting any better. Right. And that's the thing. Like, we're we're not connecting to the things that we keep missing. And that's, it's ridiculous. So, for me, I'm always like, I, I try to just be as gracious as possible. Um, apologize, especially when I get their names wrong. Um, and that's for anybody. Like yeah. people have the most incredibly beautiful names that have more letters or random letters that I'm not used to, and therefore I'm gonna like mess up saying this name or this letter combination. And I, um, but it's it's so important to take the time to like really genuinely learn their names and um, other people's names in general. Like everybody's. Your name is a huge part of who you are. And I look at these people who change their name so it's easier. Yeah. And I just feel like that's ridiculous. Like That's something that we can get better at in general is learning people's names. I don't care if you're black, white, right. from a different country, if your name is John. Like, looking people in the eyes right. and learning their name is a very lost art. Yeah. In, I'll just say, my circles right now. Like, with me and the people that I, I don't know really outside of, again, my own circles, my sure. own experiences. But I don't think we, as people, do a good enough job of, like, seeing other people for who they are and getting to know people. Yeah, I definitely don't think we do that well. Um, I think that there are incredible people that are trying and, and doing their best to learn, um, just like I am. I'm, like, just navigating. I'm, like, just if you have ideas, if you have things to share with me, I mean, shoot, leave them in the comments or Email me. I don't know. <laughs> if you've got tips, I'll take them. Um, but even navigating culture and navigating identity and things like that, it's all a part of her, like, who she is and who our family is. Because yeah. our family identity also includes these different parts. And um, 
and that's been really cool. We've learned fun things about the Congo and, and different things like that, but also like keeping it for everybody to know. Like yeah. it's not just like, oh, I'm just going to teach Kalia this. Like, no, we can. Yeah. No, absolutely oh, not. Good. This is a part of our family's like identity. Yeah. Um, we're each of us like make up that identity for our family. And so without the Joel's personality and Kalia's personality and, and their, their pieces, you know, it's, it, it doesn't, it doesn't come whole, yeah. I guess, if that's making so, any sense. It, oh yeah, for sure. I think that's great. Most people don't have difficult conversations. That's why they're difficult conversations. That makes sense. If you just actually get yourself in practice of having difficult conversations, yeah, then they're not so bad. And you no. can have them with, first with friends. Yep. Then you can have them with, you know, I wouldn't say strangers. Don't go up to like a random black person and be like, hey, what's it like to be black? Oh. That's weird. Probably super awkward. As you expand your circle and meet new people, you can have potentially difficult conversations with people. Yeah. With everyone. Well, I think that that's like, that's just the just start is the hardest part for people. Like the first time you have to admit that you're wrong or that you don't know something. Like we have such an issue with not knowing. And I'm 100% one of those people. It's funny that you're the one talking about that because you... (laughs) Hate not knowing anything. I do. I it's, it's a very big struggle for me to not know everything all the time. <laughs> but um, but when you do, like you admit, like I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. Um, I'm awkward. I'm uncomfortable. I I'm sorry, but I know that I need to be here and connect with you and yeah. understand your world. And that's something I really want to do. And so it's like just take that first step. Just have that first incredibly awkward conversation and and begin to um connect with your friends and and then too like the more people you encounter like you're gonna have people that you'll run into at certain events that you're doing and whatever that um become your acquaintances and and having being able to have those conversations in your friend group and whatever as you develop develop even like a new world of friends like if you don't have any black friends or any like any sort of diversity in your group of friendships, like you kind of need to try something new to, to like bring that in. Um, and it's, it's so incredible. The people that you encounter when you take the time, like, okay, for example, um, when I graduated from school, I had no idea like what I wanted to be when I grow up. And (laughs) Honestly, I still have no idea what no, I want to be when I grow I up. Either. That's fine. <laughs> I got time. <laughs> um, but like, so, okay. So I was like, well, I'll get my generals done or whatever. And then, so I goofed off for a while. I don't know. And then I, <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I should probably do this. So I started at North Hennepin and North Hennepin is incredibly diverse and so amazing to be there because the people there just, it's just a thing like everybody's got a, their purpose like they're not just yeah. um especially like when you run into like adults that are taking classes and i mean i've, I've seen the show community on nbc I'm yeah. assuming it's just like that right right exactly the, the same as community people. you got the single mom you got the old <laughs> guy you got the, the lawyer who faked the bar exam and then had to come back so right football yeah. star that got hurt yeah yeah so, so plenty of there. diversity yeah. you got yeah, everybody exactly it's all inclusive. <laughs> um, but 
we so like just being in class like i got to meet some really incredibly people incredible people and i remember like um because like i felt like growing up in the school that i grew up in and um the the church that i grew up in there wasn't tons of diversity and and so and i don't think that was necessarily intentional in yeah. any way um it just kind of was what i was and so um i i mean i had some diversity in my friend group or whatever, but like not tons. And I remember, um, being in an English class and, um, our teacher like put us in groups, which I already like with social anxiety have like issues with small (laughs) groups because I'm like, Oh my gosh. Um, and it's so silly because the minute I start to get to know the person that, or the people in my small group, I'm like, these people are great. I love them. It's so fun. But like, it's that initial, initial, like, yeah. Yeah, these people yeah. are going to be working with me and I have to work with them. And I just, I don't know. So group projects, not my favorite. Yeah. Um, and the the group that I was in um, ended up being, the entire group was Muslim. And yeah. so I was like, cool, this is going to be great. But at the same time, I had no idea. Like yeah. it was super intimidating um, in big because I'd never encountered that. Yeah. Up to that point, I'd never hung out with a group of Muslim people and yeah. and and watched their 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 culture and the way they interact and and all of that and how they do group projects, which way better than I do group projects. <laughs> Is that that hard though to do better than you at group projects? No. Oh, I just I'm no. so bossy and I have to know everything. Really? But then I also don't want to do all of the work. So like I just want to boss you around and tell you what you yeah, should do like and that, how it's the right way to like do that it. Doesn't, that doesn't go over well in, in small group settings. Maybe that's why I hate them. Probably. <laughs> to be fair, the people in your group probably hated them too. Probably. No, I'm sure they love being in your group. You're great. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was awkward. It was yeah. the first conversation and like, you know, the first invite to like, hey, let's work on this. You guys can all come over to my house, and I was like. This is new. Yeah. All right. Um, such a, such a, it's a weird thing. Right. But it's a common thing. Yeah. Like growing up in the church, because obviously like, and I support um, having friends and people who support you. Yeah. And, and I'm not telling you, you should go out and hang out with wild and crazy people and do it. Sure. Like, I think it is important to have a, a good, strong support group yeah. in your local church or whatever that looks like for you. But the fact that a lot of Christians, and I would say the same way, I grew up the same way, and yeah. literally same church and school. Right. But like, I never really interacted with with anyone of a, I mean, I, not that of different faith, but not to that extent. And so yeah. it just, it shouldn't be such a big deal. It's yeah. not like I'm trying to convert them or they're trying to convert me. Yeah, we're just trying to get like, an A. Can we just have a conversation? <laughs> yeah. Can we work together on a project? Yeah. And it maybe it's sh- i mean it shouldn't be a big deal it shouldn't but it should be so normal it is if you don't ever step out of that bubble yeah. that you're in yeah again not knowing how to have these conversations with not even a difficult conversation just a conversation right with somebody and a lot of people spend their whole lives only surrounded by people that look like them and act like them and right. talk like them and think like them and they never know how to even have a conversation with someone who doesn't look like them think like them act like them talk yeah. like them um, crazy. Yeah. And I, 
I was very sensitive to the fact that I did grow up in a Christian church. And so I was like, oh, I don't want to say anything that's disrespectful or yeah. rude or even do something. Like, I, I just don't, I don't want to be that way um, in general. Like, I just, I want to respect your space and who you are. I think that's so important. Authenticity is like a favorite thing of mine. And so I was very nervous. Like, I'm going to. I'm going to mess this up somehow because I just had no idea. And the most incredible thing was these guys were incredible friends. Yeah. And my awkwardness and and all of that became a joke (laughs) that we just laugh about now. Like, it's like, hey, remember when you were super awkward and you thought you were going to, like, offend all of And I was like, I do remember that. (laughs) Thanks for bringing up an embarrassing moment. Yeah. You know, it was just like... And so it's like having those conversations, like even just the first, like step out and have a conversation like, hello, yeah, you know, start saying hi a little bit more often in the supermarket or like, do people even call them supermarkets? No, I was going to call you out for that, but I decided to be a nice person (laughs) and let that slide. Yeah. I don't Um, even get my groceries. I don't know the last time anyone's heard the, I've ever heard the term. I don't remember the last time I've heard the term supermarket. Yeah. I'm Unless not, it's isn't Spanish supermercado, isn't that Spanish yeah, for I think grocery so. store or whatever? Yeah, I don't even go to the grocery store. I go to Target. Yeah, which isn't even technically a grocery store. No, like Cub Foods or yes. whatever Whole Foods, yes. Trader Joe's. Shouldn't there be foods in their title? I think it is Trader Joe's Foods. Is technically the oh no, it's not. Oh, that is. <laughs> I literally believed you. I was like, that's good. Oh, that's good. Wow, you should trust that's interesting. Me, except when I'm lying about stuff like that. <laughs> Um, so yes, great. I love this. I love in the conversations we've had, you've talked about, it was those, those people at school of a yeah. different faith. Um, we've also had a lot of, a lot of conversations about the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. And I don't want to go into right or wrong or like break out Bible verses or I'm not trying to defend or whatever, but Good. The, the conversation <laughs> that I want to, because this isn't the place for that. I want to have the, the what a conversation I want to have with you right now, what I talk about is, is even if you don't agree with someone, yeah. right? If I come across a Muslim, like I'm Christian, I, I don't have to try to convert you. You don't have to try to convert me. No, Can yeah. we still love people? Can we still have these conversations with people? Uh, even if they live a different lifestyle than you and you mm-hmm. don't agree with them. As Christians, aren't we still called to love people? Yeah, I feel like that's something that, uh, and I, I look at these Christians and I feel like they're, they're kind of they're just desperate to do the right thing. Like, how yeah. do I do this? And you know, there's some Christians that believe like, oh, to love them is to call them out and to this and that, and um, or to love them is to fully accept everything that they've got going on, and and um, it's it gets so complex. And for me. It's so simple. Yeah. I it's it's literally just treat them as a human. It's like okay, what I like literally walk up to my friend and be like, "So, tell me your story. Like, what do you what do you got going on there?" What? Yeah. What in the world? Who cares? Yeah. At that moment, we're meeting, we're making friends, we're getting to know each other. Um, you know, and we're we're serving the community together. We're there none of that matters. I mean, I would feel really awkward if somebody were to come up and like be like, "Okay, so what's your like relationship with Joel?" I'd be like, "None of your business." Private, yeah. <laughs> None of your business. Yeah. 
Um, and but we get so hung up on it. It's like, oh, I'm like, once I know that, I I'm so awkward and I don't know what to do. And it's like, why? It yeah. doesn't even affect you. Yeah. And um, and as much as like there are people that are concerned and 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 all of this big mess, if you set that down and you literally look the person in the eye and have a conversation again. Yeah. And when it comes to encountering people, whether it be people from the LGBTQ plus community or a random person at your grocery store, like all of the same things apply. Yeah. Like treat everybody you encounter as a human being and that's the minimum yeah in my opinion like that's like if you're like i can't do anything i don't know what to do i don't know how to do it start right there yeah and i feel like we get hung up on things like labels and and different things that like catch our eye and we're like oh that's not right well no it's not necessarily right for you in that moment fine yeah but like why like why do you have to call it out in that moment you just met this person kind of yeah. a thing or like why are you even letting that stop you um and i understand it goes back to those uncomfortable situations like if you've never talked to anybody or you've never heard their story and it's the the biggest thing is like if you take the time to listen to anyone's story you're gonna see the parts where you guys connect yeah you're gonna see the um the different moments or the different like, oh, I went through that as a kid or I tried that or there's so many things that we connect as human beings. And I think that that's the minimum of where you start. But then, you know, as Christians, it's like we want so desperately to please God and and all these different things. And so there are people that are following other people that said other things and and it's all kind of connected for them. And then it kind of puts up a wall. I yeah. feel like, um, and and maybe not a wall, but like a fence or something. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure of the distinction between a wall and a fence. I mean, they're both. Well, because a fence, you could kind of like I was thinking chain link fence, so you can see through oh, it. Okay. okay. Um, so like you can still have a conversation, yeah. kind of, but you're like. But you're guarded. You're, you're so guarded, yeah. and um, as humans, we encounter similar situations. Um, with people that we never even knew we would. Yeah. Like, you never have that conversation. Um, like, just even the two of us and our personalities. Like, you follow every rule there ever is 100%. Yes, I love rules. And I think that they're more like <laughs> suggestions. <laughs> for yes. the most part. Um, you think things can be navigated and, and anyways. But, I mean, no, but, but that's fine. That's fine for you, right? <laughs> this is a good example of... Right. differences but we can still right but then there's things that are similar like we both really like checking things off of checklists yes i love lists it's so great and so those kinds of things like okay that's where we connected that's a thing yeah. that we can have a conversation about and laugh about how ridiculous it is that we yeah. care that much about lists <laughs> but um so there's a connection there so like yep yeah, we're yeah. super different this is a very different personality style like but then when you connect to those things that do connect it's so simple to have a conversation yeah. regardless of who you're talking to. And like, I look at the LGBTQ plus community and they've been through a lot and not to like say that other people haven't, 
but when you take the time you hear their story, you hear the rejection or the trauma they faced because they're they're who they're choosing to love, like what? And you can't you can't be rude or disrespectful. The minute you treat someone like a human and and that's your minimum and then you 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 hear their story you're you connect on the pieces that you connect and then you choose to respect the person and i think that that is where we get kind of uncomfortable like especially with the church and pronouns i i get it that it's confusing i understand but if you don't ask you're never going to know you're not going to know what it's like you're not going to know whatever but that's one so simple way to connect with somebody in the lgbtq plus community or um you know just the the minute you meet someone like what's your pronouns like just it's super chill like you can say that and it's not uncomfortable because you've done it more than once or you've you've done it once so the second time it's not so bad and um and that shows them that like you accept them as a human being, yeah. regardless of where, whether you believe that this is this way and, and, and this is this way. Like you, you can be completely opposing, yeah. completely in opposite directions, but you connect on the fact that you're human beings yeah. and this is something that matters to this human being. And this is something that you can then care about too, because you care about that human. Yeah. And so there's like simple things like that, like, taking the time to learn people's names and really pronounce it correctly. If it has to be awkward, it has to be awkward, but have the conversation. Oh, sorry. Can you say that again? I'm so sorry. Like I really do want to learn your name. I keep pronouncing it wrong. Yeah. I'm going to get it. Um, It's just, that's so normal to connect with people's humanity. Yeah. A couple things that from what you had said, yeah. Um, that stood out to me. One is, I think a lot of people, and this maybe maybe they're gonna get mad that I'm defending them this way, but like, will call out other people out of a good place. Like they they're trying. Oh, absolutely. I think a lot of people really do have their hearts in a good place, and they they see something and get. Sometimes people they say love is is correcting them or calling them yeah. out and stuff. Yep. Um. I get, I get that. A lot of that. Not everybody, because there are people that just hate, for sure. But yeah, there are definitely like people... that's their hobby. Who, yeah, which is... Why would you want to live like that? I don't know. Sounds boring. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want it. But but people that are in a good place, yeah. or that are coming from a good place, yeah. that want to love people, and want to help people, or want... Um, you know, truth is important to them, or, or right and wrong. People that yeah. like rules, like I do, right? It's from a good place, right? Rules are good. Yeah, but, for sure. The, but the, uh, the big thing to me that I'm hearing from a lot of what you're saying, and it's something that me and LVC talked about in the last podcast. If you've listened to that yet, you should okay. go listen to it if you haven't yet. Um, but what he, number is that? But he, it was just the last one, so four. Okay. Season two, episode four. All right. Um, for those of you listening to, watching, go, go check that check out. Check it out. Um, after this, go back. But he <laughs> talked about, um, he did some time, did some time, sounds like jail. <laughs> With his work, went down to the border wall okay. right at the time... Um, when that caravan was coming up. Okay. And he worked with um, ICE would, would pick people up mm-hmm. and they would, the families and stuff, they would drop off. I'll listen to it. You can hear his whole story. Okay. But basically, he did work at the border wall with sure. these families and he was like helping, taking them in and helping them. They were giving them food to eat, that kind of stuff. Okay. And he said 
it really made a difference to see them as people mm-hmm. when you when you actually talk to them face yeah. to face and hear their stories you see them as people and a lot of people have conversations um about policies or about um rules and regulations or right. about but they don't have the conversations about people. Yeah. And they don't take the time to see people yeah. and to know them as people. And the conversation that we had was kind of like, wherever you feel about um, the border wall, about border border control, about yeah. um, start with, these are people. Yep. Like, it's okay to believe that it's in the best interest of us to to have stricter laws at the border. Sure. Stricter immigration laws, that's fine. But, yeah, but you can start that, with sure. they are people. Understand that these are actual people. Yeah. Um, and so much, especially when you're talking politics, and it shouldn't be like this in religion, but it, it, it becomes that way. I guess if you want to do the cliche about religion versus relationship. Sure. And say, okay, in religion it's... But, in re, but, but I feel like even in relationship, people are like, in that relationship with God, they're like... This has been incredible to me. Yeah. And this has made a huge impact in my life. And I would love to share that with you. But they do it in the worst ways. And they're so awkward about it sometimes because they're just so excited. And they just want to share. They're yeah. like, get your butt to church with me. And you're like, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Um, and so I I just, I look at people that that haven't taken the time to like, if you've ever, like, just even, just even think about it. Like, your family's together, things are going well, whatever. All of a sudden now, your family is completely separated because of certain situations that don't fit. You kind of sit back and you're like, oh, wow, that would be devastating. Yeah. And you kind of, it's, it's something like even just, you can do it while watching the news. And you hear some story of something that somebody's going through, their life or their whatever, and and take a second to sit back and put it put it into your world. Yeah. Um, and regardless of whether circumstances are the same or this or that, when you take that step back, and you're like, if this were happening to me or if this were my son, yeah. Um, it's you're 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 you come to a different place. Yeah. And that is, you see people. And I think that's so important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we've talked about this a lot. And I feel like everything kind of comes back to this. Yeah. But regardless of somebody, um, if they're black or white or gay or straight or a, a different lifestyle from, from a different country. Yeah. Whatever they do for a living, right? Police officers get judged sometimes just because they're a police officer and people yeah. want to say something negative about them. Yeah, Anyone, and accountants. Whatever. Yeah, of course, accountants. Yeah. Yeah. People don't like accountants. There are certain accountants that people would yeah. be very I mean, judgmental like, towards. Like tax accountants, like IRS. Mm, maybe. If I found out somebody worked in the IRS, I'd probably have bad stuff to say about them. I mean, mm. I want it, but, but people might. don't like the IRS. Packers fans. I'm not there yet. I I love everyone, but Packers fans right now. Um, I I try I'll to see there. the person and their the brokenness that they're going I, through. I agree with you on every other person in the world. <laughs> I'm not there yet with Packer fans. You guys can pray for me. Oh um, man, I need to allow God to move in my heart. Yeah, you got to um, start seeing the person to love Packer fans. under that cheese hat. 
yeah, it's hard. It's wow. It is hard. It's very difficult. Um, all right. Well, this has been long enough. Yeah. I appreciate you taking the time uh, having this conversation with me. I do want to, before we close, give you one last opportunity to maybe drive a point home, a takeaway, one thing you want people uh, that watch this or listen to this conversation. What's one thing you want to make sure? Take this away, please. If you don't listen to anything else, remember this. So I would probably say just love people in a practical way. So that may mean learning their pronouns or respecting their pronouns and, and you're going to get it wrong, whatever, but do your best and, the, and learning people's names. Those things are so practical. Ask questions about their culture, whatever. So practically loving people, I feel like starts with just taking the time to like get to know somebody, connect a little bit. It doesn't have to be hours and hours, you know? Yeah. Um, but definitely um, to, to love in a practical way or to love people or to, to kind of, I feel like, and, and it sounds cliche to like, oh, love the whole world. Um, we're going to be a bridge. That does sound super cliche. It's super, super cheesy. cheesy and, oh my gosh. Um, but that's okay. But, but in reality, I do feel like that's going to have a very big effect yeah. on the future. It may not break up all of the systemic racism and all of that. It might not break up every issue because people are still people and there are plenty of dumb ones that I love. Because <laughs> we love everyone, even the dumb people. Yes. There are going to be people that make terrible choices. It's just a thing. Yeah. but practically love someone take the time to figure out what love for them looks like even because who knows like if you're a minnesotan and somebody's bringing you a hot dish but like you're bringing it to someone who's from nigeria and they're like yeah. why are you giving me this and what is happening and why are there so many tater tots because <laughs> <laughs> like, they're delicious that's why i know <laughs> and so in my world that's practically loving someone yeah. right oh i heard you were sick here's a here's a hot dish <laughs> or whatever sure um but that may not be what they need yeah that may not be what speaks to them I mean, it might be like, oh, thank you for the gesture. Gesture. Yeah. Um, it's a tough word. It's okay. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but in reality. But loving them how they receive love. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, it does. It comes back to take a second, get to know them, yep. ask them a question. Yeah. Um, but I feel like so many times we're told, we need to love everybody. We need to love everybody. And nobody says, like, how? Yeah. And I feel like the how part is actually the best part. Because yeah. you do get to encounter new people. And I'm not even a person that loves talking to a lot of people all the time. Um, I, I'm definitely an introvert. But I still it's still incredible to hear somebody's yeah. story or even just a little tidbit about where they're from. And, you know, oh, we don't eat meat. So if you're showing up with a hot dish, yeah. you know, it's like, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I feel like that's probably the biggest thing to take away. That was probably a really long takeaway. Yeah, I was thinking like a sentence, oh. maybe two, um, but it was good, it was good. <laughs> and I'm sure the listeners and the viewers appreciated that. So thank you for taking the time. Thank you guys for watching. Join me next week for Mix in America.